0: Mm, mis-
1: BLM is back, and they're up to their old tricks again. This time, they're using the death of a mentally ill black man and ignoring the attempted murder on a young black mother's life to further their political grift. Nothing out of the usual, so I guess it's time for Patrice Conkollers to finally add that new wine cellar to the mansion in Freeport because. One cannot be expected to live without a wine cellar, am I right? We all know it's going to be filled with Hennessy and Cognac. Let's not kid ourselves here. But let's take a look at how BLM and the left almost found their new martyr to worship and their, uh, for their race-baiting commie cult, excuse me, for their race-baiting commie cult, and how they tried to start the George Floyd Riots 2.0. That is, until they were forced to meet face-to-face with their deadliest opposition to date. The truth. BLM stopped dead in their tracks as they came equipped with their usual enticing rhetoric, bullhorns and Molotov cocktails, gearing up for a night of peaceful riots. And they would've gotten away with it too if it wasn't for that lady and her meddling kids. My name is Krishan the Don, and I am Misinformed. I'm going to be talking about this, uh, this young uh, strapping lad here by the name of uh, Techley. People have been getting that name wrong as of late. Techley is his name sunberg and how uh blm you know they tried they thought they had another one They thought they had another one until the truth came the tr- and this is why i'm 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 ultimately why i'm talking about this is because this is a story that we usually don't get a story where the truth actually prevailed here and it was so easy it was so easy for the truth to prevail and the truth came uh, in the form of this beautiful young woman by the name of Arabella Yarborough. I think I'm saying that right. Yarborough. And, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to basically take you through it. Uh, if you haven't seen the video yet, I'm going to show you the video. I'm going to show you a little bit on, on this guy here, the, uh, the person who was shot. I'm going to show you the racial grift. I'm going to show you the, uh, the standoff uh, video. There's some video of the standoff. You'll see how uh, insane this guy was. And uh, there's some stuff that's details that are coming out. I'm not going to accuse anybody of, of uh, you know, lying as of yet. Um, or not lying, but missing things or anything like that. This is, you know, an ongoing story. So basically, let's go where it all started, which is this gentleman here. We know this guy by the name of Ben Crump, and it all started with him sharing this picture of a guy uh, by the name of Techley Techley Sunberg. And I'll just read it real quick. This is Techley Sunberg. Minneapolis Police Department killed this smart, loving, and artistic 20-year-old after an hours-long standoff. It was six hours, by the way, while he was experiencing a mental health crisis. We need answers from MPD as to why Lee's mental health crisis became a death sentence. So, uh, let's see. I mean, I guess I'll just explain what happened, the, the truth, uh, because Ben Crum seems, seems to not be able to find, you know, an accurate news story or, you know, he's a lawyer. He can't find any records or, you know, a police report, uh, you know, if he wanted to dig into it. Uh, But, you know, he really doesn't care. He's a racial grifter. That's all he is. He's an ambulance-chasing racial grifter. He's a fucking political hack. So, long story short, this guy was going through some kind of mental health thing. And, um, actually, I don't even know if that's necessarily the case. And reason being is because the woman... Um, he ended up shooting up an apartment uh, in his apartment building, his uh, neighbor, which was a, a young woman, that's Arabella, uh, where she was living with her young children, and uh, he was shooting into the apartment. Now, I saw a interview um, with Arabella where she was claiming that he was targeting her, that this wasn't just... Some, you know, insane guy shooting off a gun and the, you know, the bullets. I was under the impression the bullets were ricocheting and going off, you know, in, uh, you know, in random directions and it happened to go into her apartment. She claims that this was an ongoing thing between him and her. Um, I don't think it was like a relationship or, or anything sexual or anything like that, but they were neighbors and they had some issues that were going on and, and he just decided to go off so um long story short uh this guy started shooting up the apartment the police came there was this long standoff it was a six-hour standoff and uh he ended up getting shot by the police and then people went on the whole uh thing where they're going after the the racial aspect of this, he was shot because he was a black man. There's no other excuse. There's no other reasoning. There's nothing else. We know the deal. We know the deal. So I'm going to show you a little bit. Hopefully, this uh, audio is working here, but I'm going to show you a little bit of this uh, standoff here.
0: We can have a conversation with you. Yeah, audio is coming through resolve,
1: now, I'm not sure if you guys can see, but this is him standing in the window during the standoff with the police. Uh, this isn't a balcony. This is just a window. So he's standing outside on the ledge of the window, on the the seal. Um, or the sill. Is that how you say it? The sill? Window sill? So, um, yeah, he was in a six-hour standoff with the police. Now... That also goes to show you that, uh, you know, this whole narrative that police are just showing up and shooting black men indiscriminately, no questions asked, uh, you know, is complete bullshit. They had a standoff with this guy for six hours. Think of six hours of your life. That's an entire shift if you're working part time. You know what I'm saying? That that's, that's, a, that's a comparable shift That's that's a half of a police shift, I believe. So they stood out there, uh, you know, all night with this guy trying to talk him down. Uh, If he was in some kind of mental state, um, I, I believe if you're standing there with him for six hours, there's a good portion of this where they're, you know, sort of trying to talk him, talk him down in terms of like, you know, letting him know that you're being arrested and, you know, trying to like say let's you know let's just wrap this up let's get this i'm not saying they did the, the the perfect job on that i don't know you know that's that's subjectivity i guess that's somebody else's job to to figure out i suppose and this is also just a portion of the uh the the entire standoff so this isn't even where um i believe his parents were called supposedly don't know if that's 100% true um But yeah, so he had this long standoff with these police. They ended up shooting him because he was putting uh, a woman's life in danger. A woman and her kids' lives in danger. So, uh, you know, I'm going to show you the video of where this woman actually crashed a BLM protest and um, this went viral. And the the wh- why this is important is because BLM was getting ready. BLM was getting ready to do their usual stuff. They're getting ready to. Uh, They're getting ready to protest. We all know what that means. Protest peacefully. The fiery yet pr- uh, peaceful protests. We know where that was going. It was going to riots. They were getting ready to uh, force people's hands politically destroy businesses, do the whole thing, do the whole thing. Um, And why this is important is because it was, it was so far, it was stopped almost dead in its tracks because now the entire story, the headline is now this woman. And why I like it is because the headline is now the truth. It's finally the truth when it comes to one of these stories it paints this guy in the picture that he should be. So, um. I were idols
0: because you guys are celebrating his life. It was a terror. I'm sure it was this a terror. Is not okay. It's not okay. You're left. Shut okay. up.
2: You guys you need to, yeah. Just let it go. Grief in yeah,
0: silence. This is oh, not okay. okay.
1: By the way, pay attention to the, uh, the Black Lives Matter protesters that claim Black Lives Matter, where, you know, this guy was putting, again, just like Jacob Blake, putting uh, young black kids' uh, lives in danger, young black lives in danger. And listen to how they treat this woman. Um, and she's the victim here. She's the victim of this guy's crime. She's the victim of the crime. And listen to how they're treating her. This is not- and she's being yelled down by old, uh, old white liberals. I'm going to show you, by the way, an interview with these two. Uh, this handsome woman and her husband, I believe. And just the, the arrogance they have. Just to show you who's actually yelling at her, I'm gonna show you the interview in a little bit. But check out this woman, because it's it's worth watching.
2: Just let it go! Grief in silence!
0: This is not okay! This is not a George
2: Floyd situation. George Floyd was un unarmed! He was unarmed! You're alive! This is not okay! My kids have to deal with this and probably have a mental illness now because they almost because sat in the fucking hallway watching my move
1: and then, what's crazy is the protesters are screaming you're alive there's no bullets in you though and it's like yeah that's because the police took care of the situation the people that you're protesting it doesn't make the heckles don't even make sense and the arrogance of them to even heckle this woman
0: What they want to show on the TV. This is a this is not okay. to go
2: home.
0: Go home. none of you guys found that man. to check his Shut up. He to my shut up. No, like, he to really shut up now.
2: to kill me in front of my kids. He tried to kill me in front of
1: Just the the scumbags that are at these protests, that are that are in these protests. That they come up and confront this woman like she's doing... She's, again, she's the fucking victim of the crime that the police were called on the guy that they're in favor of. And they're mad that she's there because they want to ignore it. They want to ignore it. And it's bad for their narrative. It completely destroyed the whole reason they were out there. It made them all look like v- the, the vicious fucking uh, w- w- vultures that they are. They're fucking animals. And they don't care about black lives. They don't care about them. And this woman isn't even, uh, you know, she's not a, a right-winger. Uh, evil right-winger out there trying to destroy the protest. She even believes that the, the George Floyd protest, this isn't, about, this isn't like George Floyd, meaning she was more than likely in favor of the George Floyd riots. But uh, she's right, though. This is nowhere near the same thing. That was at least to a degree debatable. It was at least debatable. What do they want to come from this protest? It's simple. It's more money. That's all it is. It's more money. That's all they, they fucking want. They want to get their greedy paws on any, any black life that they can fucking uh, capitalize off of. Whatever they can do. I got to find this interview with the couple. I'll see if I can find it here. That's the same one. But yeah, she she completely destroyed it. Now it's it's funny now to go back and actually watch the protests. Because I'm I'm a big fan of watching these protests live. These live uh these live streams of these protests. We'll get back to the interview in a second, but you gotta watch how. These people now, um, them protesting, uh, this is before this woman, I believe, came out and, and did this. So this was them gearing up. This is them getting ready for the whole thing. Now, they, now, the thing about these protests that I always learned watching these live streams is it doesn't start out right away right to violence or violent rhetoric. It starts out with the there's phases to it. there's phases. I think they figured it out psychologically that people don't go right to let's burn down something you got you gotta build it up. and that's all they do throughout these uh these these live streams if you watch them. Um, I always watch this this uh unicorn riot, which I believe you know the guy that does it is is a lefty, so it's it's from the actual point-of-view perspective of a lefty he claims he's a journalist but you know get the fuck out of here so let me just play a little bit play a couple of little excerpts from this all right let me turn it down because these fucking bitches are boisterous boisterous bitches boisterous lesbians so this is in front of the apartment building. Which, by the way, is where, you know, I believe this, this woman, She I don't know if she's even back there living. I don't know if she can live back there. But, you know, other residents here, this is, this is some, where somebody lives. Other people live. But, you know, let's, uh, let's disturb the, uh, the peace here. Let's disturb the peace peacefully.
0: Pekley was assassinated by the Minneapolis Police Department last this morning around 4:30 a.m. And we're demanding that any and all video footage related to the incident be released immediately. This is less than six months since Amir Locke was murdered, executed by the Minneapolis Police Department. So we want to see some justice right now want the officers arrested and held accountable who committed this heinous crime against another black man in the city of Minneapolis. We're going to have some people who went to
1: school. Why would they be? Why would they be? I mean, again, we can wait till, you know, body cam footage comes out and stuff. And maybe there is something that happened that, you know, wasn't ethical. But why are you already calling? Like, none of us know. For sure, we haven't seen any footage, like, of it yet. Why are you already calling for the arrest of these cops? And again, I'd like to see these BLM guys start start putting... And I know they won't do this. I'm speaking, you know, in a utopian fucking world. Well, I guess utopian world, this wouldn't be happening, but... Or uh, well, we wouldn't need police. But, um, you know... In a perfect world, this guy, this guy would, uh, you know, go, all right, here's some examples of justified police shootings. Just so we have a fucking reference point of where this guy is thinking, or BLM in general, throw out some reference points so that we know what you're thinking. Like, what do you think is is justified, a justified police shooting? Because I, I either, I, I get the feeling they don't believe that exists. Police should never shoot anybody. Let me continue a little bit here.
0: Another hour, so just uh, meet each other, talk to each other, and continue to support his sister and their family. And their friends, and we will definitely be getting out in the streets this weekend. So, watch TCC uh, for J's page, Black Lives Matter Minnesota's page, and we will definitely be out here demanding justice for Tech Lake. We'll also be demanding justice for a situation that happened in Robbinsville on July 5th. Now, you see, that shows you right there that
1: they had plans to continue. Obviously, we already knew that. You guys are smart fans, but they were continu- They were going to continue, and they were going to push it. So, so at what point were they were, were they going to get to the point where we have fucking uh, you know bronze Teclay statues all over fucking uh, you know Minneapolis in a park or something? And now again, he's the new martyr. It's happened before. The only reason this one got exposed is because the the victim of the crime came out and crashed the protest. Which you got to give her credit for. She stood up to them. She stood up to the, the, uh, even when they came right to her face, she pushed them away. It's a brave thing. It's a brave fucking thing that, that she has to get credit for. I don't care what her, her political views are. She did the right thing. She may have saved an entire city with that one, that one act, that one brave act. Do you see how big little things can be? Had the, you know, and I'm not putting blame on people, but had the people that, uh, the, the woman that was getting attacked by Jacob Blake, had she stood up more? Had she did the same thing? Or, you know, it could just be the fact that it was a viral moment. This woman caught a viral moment, and that's just how the world works now. And Jacob Blake's, you know, victim, I believe they, they I, I don't, you know, remember exactly where she stood on the whole thing, but look at that. We're talking an entire city could, could have been saved from destruction because one woman spoke up. That's powerful. They say speaking uh speaking truth to power. That's the real deal right there. It's not just a fucking act. That woman is a hero. If that stops riots, if this doesn't turn into a riot... Which I'm going to show you something in a minute where I think it may still, they may still be trying to push it, uh, even though it's been exposed horribly. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't put it past them because they have no shame or dignity. They have no, uh, they have no self-awareness and they have no shame. So I think they'll still push this narrative and just pretend like that woman's viral moment wasn't real. They've done it before. So that's why, uh, you know, I know this is a story that's been talked about, you know, already. I'm not breaking any news here, but it's important that everybody talks about this. One person can change the future. That's the world we live in. One person speaking up can change the future. Let's hope. Let's hope. So let's, uh, let me show you why I think they may actually continue the narrative. Because listen to the sort of, listen to the way they're wording this. It's almost like they're preempting the truth for the narrative. So check this out.
2: And see yep. people snarkily, snidely, right. cruelly suggest right. that yet another black man yep. called this upon themselves. I know this because from 9.30 this morning, from when I even mentioned it a little bit, they are all in my inbox.
1: Fuck them. See Fuck them, somebody says from the peanut gallery. Fuck those truth tellers. Fuck them with their facts. But let's talk about a tale of two
2: cities. Come on now. On the same day. Come on. Say it. In Fairboat. Yep. A man, upset, mentally ill, going through crisis, told the police after shooting a gun, shoot me. He said it again hours later in a standoff, shoot me. And they tried every tactic available to them, including Finally going in with less lethal weapons in order to, you know, cleverly disarm him to save his
1: life. That means they prioritize a human life. They didn't care. They did again, completely, completely ignoring. In order to sympathize with what this woman's saying, you have to completely ignore the victims in this situation. A woman and her children. So, yeah, sure. It's, again, and this idea that we're treating uh, crazy people, mentally ill people, I'll even be nice about it. Because, you know, we all have our, you know, we all have mentally ill people we, we know, more or less. And it's not, it's not a, you know, it's not a funny thing. Sometimes it is. But it's not always a funny thing. Overall, it's not a funny thing. But this idea that we're treating mentally ill people like it's a race of people. Like it's a group. Like I, I, I identify as crazy. So I want to make a crazy flag. And march for, with all the crazy people for our right to be crazy. None of this makes sense. Am I fucking crazy? Am I losing my mind? Crazy's not a race. Really, the issue, if we're going to talk about mental illness, the issue is that the black community just ignores mental illness and pretend it's not real. They pretend it's not real. And I'm talking from uh, experience. Uh, the, the, you know Growing up in a Caribbean household, mental illness wasn't a real thing. blamed it on, uh, you know, the devil or they blamed it on, you know, Jamaicans have a thing where they said your your head is taking you. Where it's like, well, you mean you're crazy. But then you talk about mental illness and depression and all these things and they, you know, doesn't exist. So, I mean, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because part of me does believe that they just make these things like, make a lot of these things up in order to uh medicate us, keep us all medicated, keep us all thinking that we're where we need medication. I could be going into conspiracy world with that, but you know. Um Yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to talk about that, that's the problem. That's the problem. It's you know, police are there to deal with everything once once it gets to the boiling point once it's too late once police are called it's too late it's too late and also 6 hour standoff again i'm going to i'm going to reiterate that it was a 6 hour standoff so in that time he had time to to decide whether or not he was going to you know give himself up to the police or you know, again, why don't we talk about suicide by cop? I believe she actually does uh, mention that, too. But why don't we mention that? Could be, could be a suicide by cop. All right, let's hear the rest of this. This is uh, more into, this is another woman that comes in and talks, and she basically tries to preempt the cover-up. Just like this woman did. If you listen to it, it's... Don't listen to what these people are going to be telling you about how he caused it on himself. Like, basically me. Don't listen to me. Who's telling you the facts. And who's telling you, you know, more detail than it was a black man. The only detail they give you in the case is the color of his skin and how many times he got shot. But don't listen to me. I'm just... I'm making a crazy, you know, crazy fucking... Random shit. So again, preempting the cover up, preempting the, uh, the the truth coming in.
2: Oh. They, they called his parents up here <laughs> so and they wouldn't let them do anything. On her, birthday. On, her birthday, On her birthday, they wouldn't. Why would they call the parents up here if they're not going to let him go talk to Techley? Yeah. Why would they do that to him? Why would they do that to them? Shots make that make sense. It don't make sense. I don't want to be up here, you know, taking. I want to hold space for tech like, but y'all, when y'all hear these stories, don't let that shit confuse you. Make sure you search harder for the truth. All you reporters, they want to, you guys are harassing the family, you guys are putting out info. You guys can't even get his name right.
1: Again, the reporters and the journalists and the mainstream media was following their narrative until the victim exposed the truth. It wasn't the media that did this. It was cell phone footage. And then the media was forced to show it because it was so compelling. Because so many people were like, wait a minute, there was a victim here? Let me, t- I'm actually seeing the victim. It was visceral. You felt that woman's fucking pain. And then she goes, uh, and then she even says, now, now my kids might have a mental illness. That they go fucking crazy some, someday. No care for that. And then all these people talk about mental illness. Like, they care about it. They don't. They don't. We're talking about children that might have a mental illness now because of some, what a mentally ill person did. That's why you isolate them.
0: Get your shit together before
2: you go out reporting misinformation and to the Minneapolis police, aside from the fact that you can't stop killing us, what y'all really need to do, aside from fixing that problem, you have another problem on your hands. How you treat the families of the victim. That's a big problem.
1: What about BLM that uses the victims' names and their story and then completely forgets about the family once they made the money and then retreats to their mansions? What about them? No, let's talk about the police that were protecting an entire black community from a, 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 an admitted crazy person shooting off a gun. If that was a white guy. Do you think these people would be mad? Or anybody would be mad, really. And I don't blame you. You shouldn't be. We're in the age of fucking mass shooters, and they're mad. That This guy could have potentially been a mass shooter. Would it, what would have stopped him from going around and just shooting other apartments? Don't give me any excuses because he's fucking crazy. Just the hypocrisy. The fucking hypocrisy here. I think hypocrisy is too soft of a word. It's too soft of a word. I, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to, like... I gotta find this new story here. I don't know if this is the right... This obviously isn't the right fucking thing. There it is hundreds. Now I got to show you the interview again with the, t- with the couple who were yelling at the, the young lady, the victim of this crime. So I'm going to show you this uh, news story here and I might skip around, but it eventually gets to that couple.
3: Gather seeking answers after a Minneapolis man was shot and killed by police following a six-hour standoff this week. Andrew Techley Sundberg's family, friends, and members of the community lived in the building. This
1: is not a- So this is where she actually crashed. We're it. just you here to. Oh. This is this is where the media. This is all they wanted is the shot of this guy pleading to his family. You know, not family, but pleading to his community. And pleading to the uh, the white people to stop being so evil. With the bullhorn, saying the same rhetoric. That's all they wanted. That's all the media wanted. But then this this beautiful ratchet voice just comes in and, and destroys the symphony. Check this
0: out. Uh, respect life, demand justice. This is
3: not okay. What started as an afternoon rally with demands for justice and calls for the body cam footage to be released in the police shooting death of Andrew Teckley Sunberg quickly boiled over into anger and frustration when 24-year-old Arabella Yarbrough showed up.
2: If I would have died, would he be a bad guy then? For three years I lived he here like and none he of you guys knocked on that man's door to see if he was okay. He was to live he was not at all. He played loud music every day to cope with
3: his mindset. Yarbrough says she's the woman who initially called police stating Tekle was shooting into her apartment with her two kids inside Wednesday night. Pictures of bullet holes from inside her apartment capturing the damage.
2: It's sorry he lost his life, but he has six hours to choose that. I had two to five minutes to choose life or death.
3: Yarbrough says she had a few run-ins with Tekle and thought their differences were settled.
2: When someone is stalking you, threatening you, I left it alone. I could have called the police and reported it, but then I would have put a black innocent man in jail because of mental illness. And they no telling tell what would have happened. So I left it alone.
3: The trauma of this.
1: So, so what I'm piecing together from this whole thing is this guy was crazy. This is her neighbor. This is where I was, I was saying earlier, but I wanted to show this first before i said my, you know, full on theory here is this guy's crazy. And he plays loud music all the time as she said, to cope with his mental illness. Um, And it sounds like they had altercations before, and I would assume it was over the loud music because that's what she brought up, and she has kids. So it seems like they had a back and forth before about maybe it seems about the music, and hey, turn down the music, I got kids, and blah, 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 and they had an argument at some point. And she thought they resolved the argument. And one, one night, he just starts shooting into her apartment because he's, you know, again, he's crazy. He's mentally ill. And she saw signs before that this guy was crazy, and maybe I should call the police. But believing into and buying into the whole dumbass BLM narrative... She thinks, oh, well, I don't want to put a black guy, an in, 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 uh, innocent black guy in jail, an innocent black guy who may be crazy and, and violent. I don't want to put him in jail because of what I heard on TV, so I'm going to let him stay in the community and eventually shoot at me and my kids. I'm not going too hard on this woman. Because she did do a dumb thing by not... I'm not saying report every neighbor, but if you think somebody's, you know, armed and dangerous and threatening you, and you're a woman by yourself, maybe, you know, if you don't have a way to arm yourself or take care of yourself, maybe that's a good time. Because look what happened. Her instincts were right. But I'm just saying, um, you know... Maybe that's the problem, and that's what I've been saying, is this no snitching stuff. I don't want to call the police on a black man, because we know what happens. It's like, no, once you you call the police for a, a good reason, after that, it's out of your hands. You did your part. And the reason why I'm not going uh, fully hard on that woman's dumb decision is because now she sees how she messed up, and she's fixing it. She's actively fixing it. She's going out and saying, no, this isn't, this isn't the one. I should have called the police, but because of what I thought, I, I was wrong. She's fixing it. She acknowledged her, her problem, and she's fixing it. So that's why, that's why I give her all the credit in the world. And again, standing up, being the lone person, standing up to a mob. You got to give anybody credit for that. Respect you got to give them. You got to honor that. It's admirable. So let me continue this now.
3: This event now weighing heavily on members of the community.
2: His family took everything that they could and did everything that they could to help him. He has so many brothers and sisters that love him.
3: And his parents who say they adopted him when he was four years old. She had the courage to come down here oh, and speak. Sorry, that's the parents. I,
1: I didn't realize that. But that doesn't change my point that I'm about to I'm about to make though. But Still, so you gotta you gotta listen to, to 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 this is what what I'm saying.
0: And speak her mind, and she has every right to do that. Tackley
3: is an imperfect human, as we're all imperfect humans. And he did not deserve to be picked off like an animal from a rooftop. He deserved to be able to address this with her.
1: So. My point is this, and I and 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 I get now. Now I have to be with the sensitivity of them being the parents, because you know, maybe not even in reality. You should you know acknowledge that your kid did a fucking dumb thing and got himself shot. But this idea that her her opinion is you know you know uh, she has the right to express her opinion and you know come out here and make her her, you know, express herself and it's like, no, first off, she's not expressing her opinion. She's telling you what happened, whether or not you want to accept that or not as the parents that's on you. That's, that's what you do throughout your lifetime. But the protesters opinions aren't just as valid as that woman's opinion on the matter. And that's how they're speaking, as if the people screaming at her, their opinions are just as valid. Like, they're, they're hey, you know, we all can express ourselves. Yeah, obviously we can all express ourselves. That doesn't make everybody's opinion fucking valid. You dumb liberals. You dumb, non-nuanced liberals. That's your problem. You don't understand fucking nuance. You don't understand that not everybody's opinion is valid in every situation. I'll give you an example. The woman Arabella. If she wants to tell her, her you know, her witness testimony and then you look at the evidence, you look at what happened and you go, okay, I, you know, I believe that to be the truth. She's telling, she's telling her witness testimony of what happened. Right? Now, if Arabella decides to go, let me tell you about the uh, the caliber of the bullet and uh, this is the type of gun and, and I'll tell you what is the best type of gun to use in this situation to take that. Arabella, thank you, but I don't care. There, your opinion is not valid. Unless, you know, maybe she's a licensed gun specialist. I doubt it, but, you know, I'm just saying, There's there, that's the only exceptions, but... If she wants to talk about, you know, the caliber of bullet and speak as an expert when she's not an expert, that I don't care. Even though she experienced the crime, she witnessed the crime, she's a victim of the crime. That doesn't make her an expert on the caliber of bullet. But she is an expert in witnessing that crime. She's the only one that we have. Her and her kids. So, I mean, again... The protesters' opinions aren't just as valid as that woman's. How many times do I have to say it? She's the victim. She's the victim here. All right, well. Um, I don't know. Just everybody, do, do start doing your research. Like I said last time, watch things in real time. Because it leaves a different imprint on your brain when you see things in real time. You see things come up. Follow it. Watch the live streams. Uh, If you ever catch something in the live stream, let me know, and I'll uh, report on it, because I can't watch every single live stream, so I try to watch as much as I can. Um, Yeah, just, you know, look at all the past stories. All of these guys that you see BLM ride for, most of them had victims as well. Mike Brown had a victim. He was robbing a man. That was selling, you know, you know, fucking convenience store items. He assaulted and robbed a man. That guy was a victim of a crime. Of a of physical battery. Jacob Blake raped a woman. And was in the process of kidnapping three children. I believe it was three children. He had four victims. In his crime. Yet we burned down a city for him. Most of them. Maybe George That's why George Floyd was debatable. Because you know. I, I don't. You know you could bring up his past crimes. But in the moment. Passing off a counterfeit. I don't want to call it a victimless crime. But you know. It was the, you know, what happened after. That's all, you know, again, nuance, but that's a whole different story. But a lot of these people had victims. There's a guy named Julius Jones, I believe, who who murdered a man in cold blood in front of his his, uh, fucking kids to steal his car. Yet we're supposed to feel bad for that guy because he's black. Rodney Reed killed a woman, yet we're supposed to feel bad for him. Why? That's all I'm going to say. You know, again, I always say the same thing at the end of these videos. Just look into all this stuff for yourself. Um, You know, I try to present it as, as best as I can uh you know that's that's pretty much what i do here but still fact check me please i don't want to be wrong if i'm wrong tell me and if you disagree fact check me and find out for yourself all right guys uh shout out to everybody in the chat there we got the llama in the building We got the llama, llama, oh, llama, I thought he said president. That too, llama president, president of all the llamas. I haven't seen you in the chat in a while there, sir. Century, what's good? 1R, how are you, sir? Ah, professional victims playing in the struggle Olympics. Yep. They know how to play it, man. And it, and it works most of the time. That's, that's my thing is I'm, I'm keeping my eye on this to see if, you know, if they still try to push this because I have a feeling they're not going to, you know, they're not going to stop.
3: Hundreds gather seeking answers. All
1: right, let me just close that. Things just popping up out of nowhere. Misfit Ramdale, as a member of a Caribbean household, I can say you are speaking facts on the uh mental illness thing, right? Yeah. Mental health. It's a it's a second generation thing. You had to live in America. I don't know I don't know what uh you know what what's going on in Jamaica now. Maybe there's uh you know talks of it, but Yeah. One, are people need to take their feelings out of these stories and do research first. And also people put yourself in the shoes of the other side and ask yourself, would you have done what they did to save lives? I believe that's what ended that. Exactly. Exact. I mean, also, you know, we try not to because we, we were watching the Uvalde police video. And, you know, it's hard not to uh, armchair quarterback things or what is it, Monday morning quarterback, Um, you know, these situations. So even in that, where I disagreed with how the police handled it, I still tried not to, you know, we watch the video. We try not to nitpick because there's little things that we don't understand. One of my best friends is actually he became a cop. We were childhood friends, and he became a cop. And um, that's, you know, I think of that. I think of, you know, him with the decisions he has to make. I, you know, it's putting uh, humanity to the job. It's putting a life to the job, that there is an, there's another side to it. Because I grew up not liking police. That was, you know, part of it was because I didn't like authority. I still don't, but, you know. I understand it in, in some cases now that I'm older. And then part of it was, you know, culturally, I was just, you know, in our, in, growing up in our culture, it was just don't, don't speak to police. Police are not your friends. So there was part of me that felt like that. Even when I met a cop that I, that I thought was a nice guy, I had to brainwash myself into not liking that person. Because that's just, you know, it it was a learned behavior. And once I realized that and I put some nuance to fucking life, it changed things. I put myself, I was, you're right though, uh, 1R. It's being able to empathize with people. Put yourself in their shoes. Put yourself in their shoes. You're a cop trying to go home at the end of the night. And somebody is threatening your life. Are you thinking politically at that moment? And do you expect police to think politically at that moment? Because they're hired to do that. I don't think that's in the job description. I don't want police thinking racially. Either way. Uh, let's see, a little bit of racial profiling doesn't bother me, in the sense that, like, you know, for instance, there's carjackings going on, you know, I don't think you're looking for a white guy most of the time, but then if there's, you know, an an illegal meth operation that starts up, you're looking for a white guy. I get it. There's a child porn ring, you're looking for old white men. I totally understand. But then you're going to find exceptions. I get, I get it. I get it. Can't black people just learn that? All right, I'll give you one. Black people, if there's somebody in the, in the chat or somebody listening to this that's not being vocal, you're black. You're in, you're in the line at the, at the airport. And they go, hey, we're doing random random screenings. You know what they're looking for. You know what they're looking for. And they pull you out. You're a hood guy. You got the gold chains, gold teeth. You got the whole thing. We know what you are. I don't even want them to pull you out of line. I'm looking for Arabs. And look, I, you know, I, somet- sometimes people mistaken me for an Arab. My real, my real last name is, an, is technically an Arab. It's an Indian last name. So sometimes I get, I get a little screening. And I accept that. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's fair because I'm not really one of them, one of those. But, you know, it is what it is. Want to check my shoes? Go ahead. Go ahead. People think I, you know, people think I'm, I'm, uh, cops usually think I'm a drug guy. They think I, I, you know, I don't do drugs. I don't do any drugs. I don't even take Advil. But I get profiled as a drug guy. And then I look in the mirror and I go, you know what? If I was a cop, I'd think I was a drug guy too. You gotta be fair. You gotta be fair. If I don't want to be mistaken as a drug guy, I could change up my appearance, but I don't. So I'm I'm good. I'm good. Go ahead. Think what you think what you want to think. So I'm just saying, you know, there's there's again nuance to things. Sure. I'm for I'm for a little I'm for a little racial profiling. Fucking sue me. Sue me. I'm not a cop. All right. Uh what else we got here? Uh let's see. Each cop is different, Mr. Ramdell. What might be cool with one might not work with the next. You're right. You're right. But then that's why, why it's great that we have the Constitution, why we have the rule of law, because it keeps us all in line, including the cops. That's why I don't care if they look at me and think, drug guy, unless you got probable cause, don't fuck with me. We have the law. Know your laws. And then you'll know what will work with some cops and what won't. You'll know what will work with all cops, actually, because they all have to follow the letter of the law. They all have to follow the Constitution. Just don't go out there making fucking, uh, I am a sovereign citizen arguments, because that's not going to end well for you. Let's see. I'll let you in on something. There was a moment in my life that I almost went down that route. That's how far left I was going. But I quickly I quickly realized how stupid those guys were. Because there was a point where I was watching those uh, sovereign citizens, sovereign citizen guys argue in court, and I was like, oh, he's so smart. And then I started like doing some research, and I'm like, he's just a fucking idiot. He's an idiot. So I almost went down that route of being a sovereign citizen. Don't tell anybody, though. You're going to ruin my right-wing points. You're going to ruin my right-wing cred. Fucking with you. Fuck it. Who gives a shit? The right-wing is fucked up, too. All these rhinos. Just nothing but fucking rhinos. We got to start a new party. That's what it is. That's what, that's what we need to do. Uh, let's see. Anything else here? Is he in her apartment? Century? No, that was, uh, I'm sure you probably figured that out by now. No? I don't know why I even read that. I don't even know why I fucking read that. Uh, yeah. Six hours. L'amazing. L'amazing. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Ramdale hashtag ad. Yeah, we have ads. Hey, look, if you, if you, if you want to help us out, sit through an ad real quick. Sit through an ad real quick. Gives us some monetization. If not, skip it. Gives a shit. But, uh, all right. Racially, uh, one our Racial profiling sometimes is a survival instinct as a cop. It's a survival instinct as a human. To be honest, I'll give you a quick story. This guy comes up, I'm pumping gas. This guy comes up as I'm getting back into my car and he's like just walking up by the pump that I was just like right in between me, my car and the pump. And he's like, you know, pulls out a couple dollars out of his pocket and he points at the dollars and he's like trying to like sign that he wants some money and i give him the old finger across the throat don't got it and he's he's playing the game so he's like trying to pretend he doesn't understand what i mean so i'm like all right i'll i'll play along here so i roll down the window and i go i don't have i don't have any cash on me bro and he, oh no he goes he goes hey you got any cash on you Blase blah i go i don't have any cash on me i swear to god he looks at looks me right in the eye and goes you got any food stamps Food stamps. This guy was panhandling for food stamps. Like, one th- like a- as if, if I was on food stamps, I'd just be giving it away for free at the fucking gas station. Like, I'm on food stamps, but I'm a charitable welfare recipient. It's never existed, my friend. And, t- and two, you're asking for food, food stamps? Jesus. My God, what are we doing? But again, as soon as he walked up, this is why I brought it up, because racially profiling, as soon as he walked in the direction of like he went out of his way to come to me, I didn't think he was going to come up to me and, you know, offer me like, you know, hey, you want to buy into a timeshare? I knew he was going to ask me for money. Either he's going to ask me for money or rob me. Or try to rob me. It's one of the two. I mean, I was, I, you know. And then here's the thing is if he doesn't do either or and he goes, hey, I'm, uh, I'm selling, selling candy bars for my church. Would you like to read a passage and buy a candy bar? Then I'll be like, oh, I'm pleasantly surprised. I might even buy a candy bar just based on that. I'm just saying. I'd rather be pleasantly surprised than fucking sorry I didn't go with my gut on that one. You get what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I I agree with you. I agree with you. Misfit Ramdell, I'm not one of them, one of those for Sean2022, or I'm one of those. Not one of them, I'm one of those. That might be a good way to go about it. You just confuse them. Oh, no, I'm not one of them. I'm one of those. They won't even know what you mean. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. For all the stuttering and muttering over here. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Remember, we're trying to get to twenty likes per video. We're trying to make that the the huge. Goddamn, I just probably made you dislike it by saying huge. But yeah, we're trying to make that the usual twenty likes per video, guys. Um, what else do we have? Don't forget, we uh our ninety day probation finally was up, so we're in the clear. So we've uh, bought bought ourselves some more time on this lovely platform. This lovely and free platform they call YouTube. So we'll be back doing more, you know, content on the main channel. I know a lot of people weren't keeping up and they thought we just disappeared. And I was just doing misinformed by myself from now on. Uh, But... Yeah, we were doing backup channel stuff. We'll still be on the backup channel here and there, but, you know. So stay tuned. Main channel, we're back in business, baby. I could say whatever I want to. Watch this. Faggot. Still here. Still here. There's a couple things that they don't want me to talk about, though. A couple things. I'm not even going to push it. I'm not going to push it. Not yet. Not yet. All right, uh, bro, I need a fat guy talk segment on the show. Oh, Misfit Ramdell, we invited you to the buffet, so hit me up. I don't know if you're in town, but hit me up. Let's make this happen. Speaking of fat guy segments, we're going to do a vlog from the buffet, show you the true fat boys we are. I've since lost weight. I'm trying to get my fellow uh, co-hosts there to cut down a little bit, but I'm not a good influence. There's nothing worse than the guy that was fat, and then he influences, you know, fat guys to be fat while he's healthy. Just makes me an evil fuck. I'm trying to get them to cut down so that we can all be skinny fat guys. We need some sex appeal on the show. That's what I'm saying. Right, guys? No? Everybody leave? Everybody gone? All right. Yeah, Misfit, uh, Ramdale, hit me up. Hit me up. We'll set it up. Uh, in Misfit, we trust. Thank you, Mr. Llama. In Llama, we trust. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all the stuff. We'll be back on Friday with the main show. With the main show. We'll be back with the main show. And I'll be back with some misinformed. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe a tough love. At some point. All right, guys. I'm out of here. Thank you. I appreciate you. Now, fuck off.